Welcome to the Simple Cocktails Podcast. Today we have a special interview with Jordan Silbert. He's the creator of Hue Drinks, and he's got a pretty great story about the background of the brand. Here's the interview with Jordan. Jordan, we're happy to have you guys on board as a sponsor, uh, but why don't why don't you tell the listeners a little more about... Um, the history of the company and why why you're doing this. I guess first and foremost, well, we are excited to be here, or I'm excited to be here, and uh, we're excited to uh, support you guys. So yeah, my name is Jordan Silbert. I'm the founder of a company called Q Drinks. We make a line of spectacular carbonated mixers, uh, Q Tonic, Q Ginger Beer, Q Club Soda, Q Sparkling Grapefruit. We got six flavors and uh, the idea is that they are uh, mixers or carbonated mixers as spectacular as any spirit you mix them with. Uh, so you have a great gin. You should use a tonic water that, with, that's as great with the same uh, quality and sophistication and attention to detail. Um, and that's what our stuff is. We have a full line of uh, mixers that will make the best gin tonics, the best Moscow mules, the best sparkling Palomas you'll uh, you'll ever have. I'm excited to make a Paloma. I think that may be one of the first ones I, I dive into this just sort of came to mind. I've seen your product at Whole Foods, and I've seen especially your tonic in Club Soda for quite some time now. When did the line? When did the line go with kind of the full line with the cola and everything, or has it been there all along? So it has not been there all along. Um, it started with just tonic water, and I guess the good news or bad news, depending on uh, who you are or where you're sitting, is that you know I don't come from the industry, and uh, I certainly didn't know what I was doing when I started it. I'm just starting to figure it out now about 10 years in. But I started with a tonic water and uh, I had this kind of gin-induced moment of inspiration where I was drinking way too many gin and tonics with really good friends and really good gin, but lousy tonic water and decided that the world needed a better tonic water. So I made it. Um, and eventually uh, I came up with something that was terrific and much better than anything else on the planet. And I posted on some random little foodie website and Jim Meehan, who was then at uh, Gramercy Tavern, the head bar- bartender at Gramercy Tavern found me and wow. said, you know, I'd love, uh, love to try it. And he come into the, uh, the tavern. And I was like, what tavern? He's at Gramercy Tavern. I was like, well, yeah, I've heard of that place. Um, and uh, brought it in. He loved it. Wanted to buy it. Uh, asked me who my distributor was. And, uh, I said distributor. I didn't even know what a distributor was. <laughs> right. So he's like, oh, geez, and got me set up with finance. And by the time I did all the paperwork and everything, uh, Sasha from Milk and Honey uh, contacted me. And wow. he, wanted to, he wanted to buy it or he wanted to try it. And mm-hmm. I obviously let him try it, and he loved it, and he wanted to buy it. And he knew a guy like me uh, doesn't have a distributor. So he said, you know, can you deliver it after close tonight? And um, I said, sure. What time's close? He said 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> so I uh, borrowed a car and delivered the first stuff uh, 2.30 in the morning and got paid cash out of the register, and nice. we were off and running. Uh, so what that is to say, to answer your question, is I had this tonic water that people loved. Mm-hmm. And from day one, uh, I had literally the best bars and restaurants in America asking me to make other flavors. They'd say, right. Jordan, I'm embarrassed to have uh, you know Schweppes ginger ale next to your tonic water. Can you make a ginger ale? And while you're mm-hmm. at it, uh, you know, club soda should be pretty easy. And, you know, what about these other flavors? And I said, yes, that makes sense, but I just don't have my act together. Um, you know, it was me, uh, in the borrowed car, basically. So it took me four years to uh, get my act together to come up with a second, uh, flavor. 
But by that time, we had the tonic water uh, in lots and lots of places around the around the country, including nationwide at Whole Foods, you know, thousands of uh, bars and restaurants, liquor stores like Bevmo and Specs. By that time, we had a ginger ale, and we, when I came over the ginger ale, you know, we had a place to sell it. And so when you know when this company is successful, someone's going to say I'm a genius to do this, you know, this Trojan <laughs> horse strategy to That's have right. the tonic water everywhere and then have the other products come in. But it was more I just didn't have my act together. Speaking about the tonic water, kind of the birth of it all, I've had the tonic water. It's awesome. But from your perspective, what makes it different or why was something different necessary, I suppose? And I'll tell you the story of how it started, but I guess the big picture answer is every one of our products, like our tonic water, has three things that are different between our stuff and, you know, the factory mixers like Schweppes and Canada Dry. We use real authentic ingredients and really nice authentic ingredients. Uh, you know, real quinine from real trees with, uh, the quinine, real ginger with real ginger root from real ginger root with the ginger ale and the ginger beer, real grapefruit from, uh, real grapefruits. So the flavors are going to be a lot stronger and bolder. Mm-hmm. The second thing we do is, um, is a lot, we're a lot less sweet. Um, and what that means is, you know, we use organic agave and, four of the uh, the five flavors and organic cane and the other sweetened flavor. Um, and we use a lot less of it. And what that means is you can taste the subtleties in whatever you mix it with. It's not being masked uh, by the um – but with all the sugar. Uh, then the third thing is a lot of carbonation. Uh, we treat carbonation like an ingredient. So not only do we win, pay more money for thick glass bottle, which is custom to us, that enables us to put more carbonation in. We then carbonate each flavor uh, at a higher level than others, but then also at different levels from each other um, based on what is kind of the, the, the best for the, the drink that it's designed for. So that's what kind of the fundamental difference of our products are. So it's, yeah, the um, the stronger, more authentic flavors because we use real, real stuff uh, as opposed to synthetic flavors. A lot less sugar, so it's a lot less sweet, so you can taste the subtleties in a good gin or a good tequila or a good vodka, and uh, a lot more carbonation. So it's, uh, you know, stays fizzier. Your drinks stay fizzier longer. That's really great. I would say less sweet is has been one of my favorite things um, because gin was like – Gin was really what brought me to craft cocktails. I just, I'd love this stuff. And so I, I made old fashions with gin and I drank gin and tonics, but the more gin and tonics I had, the, the sweeter I felt like they tasted. Yep. And so I, I just eventually just went to gin Ricky's, just gin and soda water because I just, it was too sweet, too overwhelming for me. Totally. Like that was literally my revelation to how the whole company started. So granted, I had had uh, six gin and tonics and my head was uh, extra, extra clear and extra good thinking. Um, <laughs> creative. But, we call it creative. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, my teeth got sticky. And yeah. uh, one of my really good friends was telling the same stupid story he always tells. And um, one of my other friends, then girlfriend, now wife and mother is two kids, was drinking Sprite. She had like a tummy ache. So she wasn't drinking that night. Hmm. So it's like uh, I picked up the bottle of Schweppes, looked at the ingredients, saw 32 grams of high fructose corn syrup in it, natural artificial flavors, uh, sodium benzoate. And I you know, said, hey, Sarah, can I look at your Sprite? And I looked at the can, 32 grams of high fructose corn syrup, natural and artificial wow. flavors, and sodium benzoate. They were the same things. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. Um, so our stuff has yeah, basically half, if not 60% less, less sugar than that, wow. um, which is a big deal. Um, yeah, that's outstanding. And yeah, there's, yeah. there's a place for that. I think that, I think there's been a more of a movement. You know, I've seen that with even like a iced teas, you know, kind of pre-made yeah. iced teas at the store. I've just seen more of a movement uh, toward, okay, let's ease up on the sugar at some point. 
you know, yeah. in our lives. <laughs> totally. Like I'm actually pretty fired up about sugar. Like sugar is bad, bad for you, bad for the world. It makes you fat. It makes you lazy. It makes you tired. Um, uh, it's really just not good for you. But even yeah. putting that aside, yeah. it's not good for you as a drinker. It is right. a phenomenal time to be a drinker right now. There are yeah. so many awesome spirits out there. The big guys make some really good stuff, but yep. the craft distilleries coming out right now are making right. really, really interesting stuff, which is so fun to drink. However, right. if you're mixing it with a mixer that is basically Sprite or worse, um, you can't taste all those subtleties. You know, think yep. about uh, Prohibition era cocktails. They were right. really, really sweet. You know why that is? Or you obviously know that advice. You know why that is? Yeah. Because the booze was pretty awful. Yeah, it was made in bathtubs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or think about when you know you're 14 or 16 or whatever drinking for the first time, um, and you're drinking either a wine cooler or like Everclear uh, and Kool Aid. <laughs> and right. the reason for that is it's really sweet. And as a 14 year old or a 16 year old or an 18 year old, you don't want to taste the booze. Um, right. And again, you said it that there's a place for that. Some 16 year olds don't want to taste the booze. However, if you want to taste the awesome subtleties of a new uh, gin that's using, you know, cardamom and coriander or something, um, or a new whiskey that's aged in a different way, you don't want your mixer to be really sweet because you can't taste those subtleties. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's, you know, that's the difference between a $10 bottle of gin and a $60 bottle that you can only buy in, you know, two or three states or something like that. One is, exactly. One is very different and very subtle and very good probably, and the other is probably not that great and should be mixed with Kool-Aid or orange juice. Exactly, exactly. And we're, we're doing better now than we certainly were 10 years ago, but yeah. we are spending a lot of time telling those people who are buying, you know, Sif Smith Gin, Destor Gin, Dorothy Parker Gin. You know, there's awesome ones that uh, um, are very different from each other and delightful in their own ways that, hey, if you're going to use a tonic water, uh, yeah. if you're not going to drink it on the rocks or in a martini, you're actually going to drink it in a, uh, with, in, with tonic water, which – very many reasonable people like me uh, enjoy their gin with tonic water. Um, yep. You should use a tonic water that's not too sweet. I, I'm curious. You know, one one that's kind of piqued my curiosity quite a bit is the cola, the cute yep. cola. What makes your cola different than – obviously, cola, period, is a huge thing here in the States. And so what – why would people consider using Q drinks over their typical stuff? So a lot of people drink cola with, you know, with whiskey and rum, um, including me. It's, it's good. So it makes yeah. our cola – uh, special is the same kind of concepts as, uh, uh, I was talking earlier with the tonic water and the ginger beer. So lots of real flavor, you know, real stuff. So there's lots of real flavor. So we use, uh, not only real cola nut, but cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, uh, orange peel, a lemon. Um, and then we have less sugar. We actually use organic agave as our sugar and then we have a little more carbonation, but big picture, there's no such thing as like cola flavor. What yeah. people think of as cola flavor is Coca-Cola flavor. And Coca-Cola started as the ultimate pick-me-up. It was cocaine, yep. caffeine, and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprisingly, it sold really, really well. Um, right, sure. <laughs> but there was, you know, the Pemberton, this guy Pemberton who invented Coke needed something to kind of mask though the, the the alcohol and the caffeine and then and the cocaine, the flavor. So he came up with like kind of a, a, a flavor that would that would do it, which was really a little tangy, uh, a little spicy, uh, a little savory, and a little sweet. So there's a balance between those four. Interesting. Over the last 
you know, whatever, 50 years, uh, the big soda companies have uh, kind of lost the balance, that they've made it sweeter and sweeter and put more and more phosphoric acid in to ba- balance it. So it tends right now to be really sweet and uh, somewhat tart uh, or tangy with the with the phosphoric acid. Um, and what we did was we put that balance real back, back. So there's a real balance between not only sweet and tangy, but also spicy. And by spicy, I mean like cinnamon, cloves, nutmeggy, and savory. So there's a real balance between those four dimensions. And then when you match that with a really nice rum or a really nice whiskey, it makes a really delicious drink. Uh, that is really simple to make, which I actually haven't even mentioned earlier. You just put that with a nice, nice whiskey or a nice rum. It's maybe a squeeze of lime or a squeeze of orange and you're a, you're a happy camper. A lot of times I'll do like spiced rum with my, uh, for rum and cokes. And that sounds, mm-hmm. that together with the Q Cola, man, mm-hmm. sounds like I'll be drinking that, you know, all throughout the month of December. Yeah. <laughs> sounds so perfect for the, for the holidays. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's interesting. That, yeah. You know, it reminded me of something else I had heard. I, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but there's the background behind the flavor of bubble gum is pretty interesting. It's so it's you it's hard for people to sort of say what bubble gum tastes like, but if you taste it side by side with like a soda or like a uh, root beer, it has a very similar fit, flavor profile of root beer and cola and things like that. And it, it had something to do with around the time it was being invented. That was kind of the profile that people wanted in their flavors. And so, yeah, that it just reminded me of that. As you're saying, you know, clove and nutmeg huh. and things like that, those are actually, like, shockingly part of the base of the flavor of, quote-unquote, bubblegum. Wow, I did yeah. not know that. And yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when, I st- when I do these recipes, yeah. um, like, I just – dive into them and I get agonized and agonized and agonized and go through 20, 25, 30, 35 different iterations. And I always find out random things like that. And it's, that's probably the most fun part of my job is like kind of getting, getting, uh, so deep into them. You find out interesting things like that. Yeah, exactly. Have you always been kind of a taste guy? Have you, do you have a background in restaurants or drinks of any sort or anything like that? No. Uh, so what my background is, um, the reason I, so I had this idea for the tonic water, you know, after too many gin and tonics one night, um, the reason I thought I could do it is my first job out of college. I lived in uh, Sonoma County, California, Hmm. and, uh, I lived in the guest house of this guy who was kind of ne'er do well is the wrong word. He was a a bon vivant, I guess is probably a better word. He was a good time guy. Mm -hmm. And among other things, uh, he made his own wine. And, um, the wine he made, you know, they're told everybody's talking about biodynamic wine these days. This is like way beyond biodynamic. He knew some old Italian guy who had this like field of grapes, uh, that was planted forever ago and no one even like tended to them. The guy like left and the grapes were still sitting there and Sean, my guy got permission to like pick the grapes. Um, and so he would pick the grapes. He'd get some friends and pick the grapes. And, uh, when I was living in that house, he, uh, we did it and, you know, we cut, we, we harvested them and then we, um, you know, uh, crushed them and, uh, pressed them and barreled them. And, uh, you know, every year he'd get, I don't know, five or six barrels out of the, um, out of the, out of the field. And, um, we did this and then we, you know, let's sit in the barrels for a year and then you put it in a bottle and, uh, you, you drink it. And, um, 
the stuff was really, really good. Wow. Uh, he would, uh, trade, I forget what it was, a couple cases for, uh, for a free gift certificate at, at a fancy restaurant in Marin. Wow. And he would, uh, you know, see his wine on the, on the, on the, on the wine list. Huh. And he would ask the, the waiter, you know, what is this, uh, buffalo blood that's on the list? I never heard about it. Uh, and the, the waiter would say, well, you know, it's made up in Cloverdale. Um, and the stuff is like, totally all natural. Like it's just kind of wild grapes put in a, in a bottle. <laughs> and when it's good, it's spectacular. When it's bad, you'll know it immediately and we'll get you a different bottle. Um, but when I, so when I had this idea for a better tonic water, you know, the world needed a better tonic water. Right. I was like, wow, if that guy can make wine that tastes great. I can make tonic water that makes great, that tastes great. Mm. So, uh, it was just like a confidence of having seen somebody else do it more than anything. Oh, that's great. That's good to hear. What can we expect from the brand or from you or kind of kind of looking down the road? What do you what do you foresee in the future? More and more people want our stuff and we're working really hard to get it to them. So in the last you know, couple of years, we've launched not only at large liquor stores like BevMo, Specs, Total Wine, but we're also at, you know, Safeway, Kroger, Target. Um, so lots and lots of people uh, can get it. Um, we're making a really big effort right now for more bars and restaurants. Uh, to date, it's been more, you know, responsive than, than any, anything else. It's people like asking to buy it and, uh, you know, bars and restaurants want to serve their guests something uh, that's actually better than what they would normally drink at home themselves. So places like Blue Hill at Stone Barn, you know, have kind of sought us out. Um, but we're now actually getting our act together to go talk to people and say, hey, try this. It's actually better. This is a, a way to delight your guests and have your tonic water or ginger beer or cola uh, to be as terrific as your um, your mixed drinks or the wines you're offering or the beer you're offering uh, or the steak you're offering or the lettuce you're offering. And so we're actually making a, a greater and greater effort to talk to bars and restaurants around the country. So we've kind of set up a distribution network of uh, liquor distributors around the country so we can actually get it to bars and restaurants. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning into the show. Hope you enjoy this interview with Jordan Silbert of Q Drinks. I'm Greg Mays, managing editor of SimpleCocktails.net. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Cheers. Cheers.